Hello and welcome to the Greenfield Baptist Sermons Podcast. Each week we will be uploading the Focus Scripture and Sermon from Greenfield Baptist Church in Northeast Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us and enjoy. When God saw that they, what they did and how they turned from their evil ways, He relented and did not bring on them the destruction that He had threatened. But to Jonah, this seemed very wrong, and he became angry. He prayed to the Lord, Isn't this what I said, Lord, when I was still at home? That is what I, try, that is why, what I tried to forestall by fleeing to Tarsus. I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love. Doesn't sound like Jonah's all that slow to anger and abounding in love, is he? I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and abounding in love. A God who relents from sending calamity. Now, Lord, take away my life, for it is better for me to die than, it, than to live. But the Lord replied, Is it right for you to be angry? Jonah had gone out and sat down at a place east of the city. There he made for himself a shelter. Just think for a moment about this as we read it. Uh, I love the nice little video that runs in my head. Jonah had gone out and sat down and made a place in the city, outside the east of the city. There he made himself a shelter, sat in its shade, and waited for what would happen to the city. Then the Lord God provided a leafy plant and made it grow up over Jonah to give shade for his head and to ease his discomfort. And Jonah was very happy about the plant. But at dawn the next day, God provided a worm which chewed the plant so that it withered. When the sun rose and God provided a scorching east wind and the sun blazed on Jonah's head so that he grew faint, he wanted to die and said, it would be better for me to die than to live. But God said to Jonah, is it right for you to be angry about the plant? It is, he said, and I'm so angry, I wish I were dead. But the Lord said, you have been concerned about this plant, though you did not tend it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight, and it died overnight. And, I, and should I not be concerned for the great city of Nineveh, in which there are more than 120,000 people who cannot tell their right hand from their left hand? And also many animals. May God add his blessing as we prepare our hearts this morning to sit around the table. Children's Church. Dun, 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 dun. I'd, maybe I should get a sound. That would be a great. What would you like, Ken? What would you like? What kind of sound would you like? Ta-da. Ta-da. I was thinking Jeopardy. No. So next week we might have a sound, and if it is, it's because of Ken. So if you don't like it, you just tell him. Put it on your Connect card. I'll send it to him. No, just kidding. So we're in a. St- uh, I know. We're in. Installment number four of our Jonah series. And, and if you haven't been here, I, I'll catch you up a little bit. Uh, we've been working our way through Jonah. And if, you've, if you're breathing, you probably have heard the Jonah story, right? So we know that Jonah gets uh, chomped up by a fish, gets in the, in the belly of a fish for three days. He gets out. 
And a lot of times we know he's supposed to go to Nineveh, and we know if you, if you read a little bit more, if you read it, you know that he was there for a reason because he was trying to run from God. And so we've been looking at those cha- by chapter, chapter by chapter, and one of the challenges, if you haven't been here, is that um, I've been encouraging you to read that chapter and then come back with what did you hear from God this week. Now, mind you, in the back of your bulletin, and we're going to try to keep up with this, that preacher guy keeps up with it. I'm going to try. Um, they'll, they'll, next week's passage is on there. And even if, if I'm really doing well, there'll be a title. And actually, this week, there's a title and a passage. Um, some of you like to do that. And I want to I encourage that, that idea of you reading before you come um, and thinking about the passage. Because what did we talk about a couple, four weeks ago? If you want to hear from God, you got to get in God's Word. you got to be able to get in there and see what God is saying to you. And so I'll remind you that chapter 1 was the, the week where uh, Jonah had a running heart, right? Jonah's heart, he decided uh, that he was going to go the opposite way and that maybe God would forget. We hear a little bit more about that today. That maybe God would forget about Jonah and not save the Ninevites, right? So he gets on a boat and he's headed for what Donnie Lafferty told us was 2,500 miles the other direction, and there's a big nasty storm. He gets chucked out, right? And then we go into chapter 2, which reminds us about God's protection. While Noah, while Jonah is still in the belly of the fish, and he's in there for three days. And some of you may have trouble with that idea. Um, we're going to talk a bit about that today. Uh, I, I believe the story to be true. And if you, think, if you read the whole book of Jonah, it doesn't end like a nice fairy tale should. And so that reminds me that it's probably a little more true than false, right? I believe that the scripture is true and that Jesus even talks about this passage in the New Testament um, and the similarities to, uh, to his ministry. But chapter two is that in that minute, in that moment, that three days that he's in the belly of the fish, God is um, still working in that and Jonah feels protected, right? Jonah says, Lord, I'm in the middle of this big mess in my life, and you have protected me, and you have saved me. And then at the end of that, he gets spit out. And then remember last week what happens, God comes to him again and says, Listen, Jonah, the, the, the message hasn't changed. You need to go to Nineveh. And I, I assume that Jonah got the picture after getting sucked into the belly of the fish for three days that he decided, well, it ain't worth fighting over this, so I guess I'll go and I'll do what I'm supposed to do. I, I get the sense. And so, so today, we know last week when we ended that God relented and that the Ninevites were not uh, taken out like, like God threatened to do that. Remember that? Remember that passage. So before I start, I want to ask you a couple questions. So what did you hear in chapter 4? I heard a couple, I just, I'm going to share a couple things that I heard while you think about that for a second. One person told me that uh, Jonah is a drama queen. <laughs> I asked that person to act that out, but they wouldn't, so we'll just leave it at that. Dr- Jonah was a drama queen. If you read what he says uh, with any, uh, with any uh, with, if you can hear his voice in it, you realize pretty quickly that He's just not, you know, he's kind of whining, is he not? Another person told me that this was a very straightforward passage uh, and that what's going on is just right there, so what's behind it? Any other, any other uh, thoughts? Uh, 
What was that? Un- unforgiveness by who? For who? Oh, Jonah, Jonah's unforgiveness? Okay. Selfish. Absolutely. We're going to talk about that for a little bit. What else did you hear in Jonah 4? Pride. Pride, yeah. Yeah. Especially when he says, you know, God, I knew you were going to do this. Err, right? I knew you were going to do this. I knew you were going to be nice to these people. What else? Anything else? That's my favorite part of the story. That's one of my, I'm not going to lie, it's one of my favorite passages. And when I read it, I just can't help but laugh, you know? Little stupid little worm. Can you just see, jo- I can just see Jonah just like, oh, really, dude? It's already been a rough week. I bet, I'm, I'm betting that that little worm got squashed, just guessing. Kelly, what'd you hear? Okay. I just love that illustration. If you, you Think about it. God provides this plant to give him some shade. It, cl- it grows up over his head, and he's like, ah, a little bit of relief. And then the next day, there's a, a worm. Ching, ching, ching. And then he has this really hot summer sun that bakes it out of him. That God provided, exactly. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's, it, that, that to me is, that's what I love about that. Anything else? Anything else that sticks out in this? Uh... Okay. Amen. God is in control of everything. Um, it, it's funny how that uh, comes out. I don't know if, there's one thing I noticed this week that I hadn't noticed as I've been reading through, and I just want to share this with you. Every chapter, um, Jonah's, uh, Jonah knows that God is able. Right? Chapter 1, Jonah knows that God is able uh, even though he's running. He knows, he knows what God's going to do, and he runs. And then he's in the belly of a fish, and he knows what God's going to do, and he says, thank you, Lord, for that. And then in chapter 3, he knows what God's going to do, and that's what happens in chapter 4, right? And now he's mad. I'm mad at you, God, because I knew what kind of God you are. Yes, sir. True. So that means that he like went outside so he could have a better view of the destruction. In the <laughs> well, that's why he was there, right? Yeah. He was he was up on the city. I, I do believe he was up on the city, just hoping that God wouldn't relent. <laughs> like I did my part. I did my part, and I'm going to sit back and I'm going to sit under this nice little booth and I'm going to wait and see what God does. Dang it! So I got a question for you as we begin to work through this passage. In the next two minutes. What is it that makes you jealous today? If I were to, and I don't, I don't need to know, but if this makes me jealous today with a nice line, what would be in that spot? What things make you jealous? I put this picture up because if I put up adults, people might be offended, right? So I put up little babies, and so it's so fun and nice and cozy. We don't even realize that um, that we get jealous just like that, do we not? We get jealous. I, I, I felt like it would not be fair if I didn't share my jealousies, my issues, because I, I, don't come, I don't stand in front of you thinking that I don't 
uh, struggle at, as well with jealousy. So I'm going to show you. My, are you ready? I think you'll be impressed. <laughs> right? My wife says to me last night, hey, my cousin Nick killed a buck. And I'm like, where was he? Is that one I know about? Right? We get jealous pretty quick. Do you not get jealous? I get je- I ha- Let me show you my other one. Yeah, that's pretty nice. I'd almost say it was sexy, but that'd be awkward. <laughs> if you don't know, that's a Hellcat Challenger, and uh, I'd like to drive one. I just want to drive one. I just want to see how, much, how fast I could smoke the tires off the back of it. That's all I really want to do. And the reality is, though, we all struggle with things in our life um, that, are, that, that, are, that we struggle with are, that, of jealousy. And isn't that what Jonah's doing here? Jonah's struggling with the fact that God, my God, my God, would save these rotten, wretched, stinking Ninevites. Did I say Noah? No. Oh. Oh, yeah. He saved Jonah, but Jonah's special. Jonah, yes, he is. That, why, why else would God get, why would Jonah get mad that God is sparing the Ninevites? Let's think about this for a second. And let me ask you a little, maybe a little more personal. Why would you get mad or upset or frustrated when God spares or saves someone else outside of your circle? Maybe someone who doesn't deserve it as much as you do. I know that no one here would do that, right? But the moment you accept the fact that you struggle with jealousy, you accept the fact that that's one of the struggles that comes with it, right? Our struggle is this. Somehow your sin is not nearly as good as my sin. Right? God saved my sin, but he's, yours is way worse than mine. See, we live in a world where we, we go to church and we say, all sin is the same. Do we not? Do I have an amen for that, right? All sin is the same. And if I read in Scripture, all sin is the same, right? And, boy, not everybody, maybe we don't agree with that. You agree with that? Roscoe agrees with me, right? Roscoe, all sin is the same. Neil's okay with that too. Neil, you good with that? Two thumbs up? Okay. No one else is though. Okay. Right. No one else needs to be counted out. So uh, Veronica's okay with it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't want to argue. We say that, and yet when we look at the things that bother us most, that make us angry, that make us jealous, those things that we struggle with, are we not in some way saying their sin is bigger and worse and nastier than my sin? Isn't that what Jonah's saying here? If you don't catch anything else in chapter 4, Jonah's saying, listen, I sinned, but I'm your prophet. And these Ninevites are rotten people. These are rotten people. And why, God, would you protect and spare them? 
and we quickly forget that he spared us and that we're all in the same boat, right? And we allow our attitudes, I like these pictures, right? We allow our attitude in our faith to get the best of us. And so what happens in this passage is that God exposes Jonah, reminds Jonah that his sin and, and the Ninevites' sin is all the same and that he, went to, he would go to the cross, right? Because we're looking forward at this point. He would go to the cross for that sin. Think about that for a moment. God exposes that jealousy that anger, that frustration that Jonah has, that God would spare Nineveh. Why, God, would you spare Nineveh? I want to share with this, this passage with you. We don't have time to look at it, but Psalm 73 talks a, a lot about, it's, it's what I go to when I get frustrated. That, that it talks, Psalm 73 says, listen, I looked around and all these people are getting rich and all the people who are doing bad things are healthy and all the people who are doing everything against God are making it better than I am. And then in about the middle of Psalm 73 it says, until I walked into the sanctuary of God, then I realized that God was still in charge. So God exposes Jonah to his jealousy. The question is, how do you respond to it? How do you respond to it? How did Jonah respond to it? Right? That's how Jonah responds to it, right? As ridiculous as that sounds and looks, uh, I'll ask you the question, how often does, do you do that? How often do you, oh God, I can't handle this. I'm, I'm angry. Why? Why do you let people get a second chance and a tenth chance and a twentieth chance? What are they doing with that money that we gave them? Right? We act just like that. And God says, hey, I exposed you to this because I want you to see what you're doing. You're doing it just like Jonah. Because what happens? What happens when we do that? We lose focus really quickly, do we not? And someone said, I think it was Pat said, we quickly get selfish, right? And isn't that what happens right there? I didn't get my way, and now I'm angry. I'm frustrated, and it's just not fair. You know what I'm going to do? I'm running away. Right? So i got to tell you this little story. Don't got much time for it, but it's okay. We're going to make time. When I don't know, my par- you have to ask my parents when. I don't remember. I'm, I was there, but I can't remember. You know how that works. I was a kid. Some, something at home happened, and it wasn't good for me. It must have been a, it must have been a similar to a Jonah moment, you know? And I thought, I, I don't know. I keep thinking I was either second or fourth grade. Either one probably... Makes sense. Um, and it was winter time. And I told my parents I was going to run away. I'd had enough of their stuff. And I wasn't, I didn't need them anymore. The bad part was that it was clo- must have been close to laundry day. Because the only thing in my drawers were shorts. <laughs> and I, can, I don't remember all the details to it. And they probably do. So they can tell you more than I I just can remember that I, I didn't have anything to wear, so I was going to run away. I made a bag up, and I put in there shorts. 
And of course, as soon as I get outside, I'm so young. I'm, I, I'm obviously young enough that I, wouldn't, I didn't even leave the property. So I went out the door, and I went around the corner where they couldn't see me, and I hid against, I can remember hiding against the house, you know. They'll never find me now. I'm running away. Good news, they came and found me, and we're going to be okay. <laughs> right? But isn't that, isn't that what we do when we get frustrated and angry and we're mad at God and we're just like, I'm done with you, God. And then, you know what we do? We go one more step. We're like, everybody in church is bad because I had a bad experience. And we quickly forget that we're working with people who are broken just like we are. And we say, you know what? That church is just full of hypocrites. It's full of people who just don't care about me. They're only in it for the money. I challenge you to look at those spots where we have given and been hurt and ask yourself this question, is God still in it? And will God be in things in the future? And do I need to hold all that stuff against someone? Because I wanted to... Uh, I wanted to share this with you to remind you this passage. It says uh, in Matthew four, uh, 5, it talks about loving your enemies and bless those who curse you and do good to those who hate you. All those things that we don't want to do. Pray for those who persecute you. Have you th that sounds pretty hard to me. But Jesus is reminding uh, people at that moment um, that they needed to do life differently. And that's what God's doing to Jonah. Finally, Jesus or God reveals his love to Jonah. Oop, let me get the right page here. I'm kind of lost. Maybe. There we go. God reveals his love to Jonah and also gives him a great illustration. Just the illustration that Mark was talking about, right? He gives him this crazy illustration by building this nice little, allowing this plant to come up, to cover him up, to give him some shade. And just as quickly to make it go away. And you ask yourself, I ask myself, what is that illustration about? And it reminds me that God was able to say, listen, Jonah, you were more worried about this stupid plant than you were worried about 120,000 souls in Nineveh. Why? Because Jonah let his jealousy get in the way. He let his jealousy get in the way of him doing what he was called by God to do, which was to prophesy of who Jesus would be. I want to leave you with this. We're way out of time. But I want to leave you with this passage because it, it sticks in my head. It says, For God so loved the world. I know you've heard it a hundred times. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes... Think about that for a minute. There are a lot of people in the world we call our enemies. People who don't think like we think. People who don't act like we act. People who are out to harm us. People who do life differently. And yet all of those people have the same opportunity that we have. So I challenge you as you go through this life, to not look at people's sin, but rather to look at their heart. And to remember that God loves each and every one of them. He wants a relationship with them just like he wants a relationship with us.
Because the whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Let's pray. Lord God, we come to you this morning because we know we are in need of a Savior. We know that, Lord, we can't do this on our own. Lord, I pray for the whoever's that are here this morning. Those, Lord, who have heard your message and, and haven't responded to it. Lord, we watch the Ninevites as they've gone through a lot of struggles and a challenge and a place where they had to make a decision and they chose to follow you. And Lord, we ask that uh, you'd remind us of that. Lord, I pray for anyone who this morning is in that spot. Who's struggling with jealousy, struggling with the idea that someone else's sin is different than theirs. May we come close to you because you have already come close to us. In your name we pray. Amen.